Welcome to the Patriotic Pulpit. This is really a maiden voyage on this particular episode, uh, simply because the man behind the scenes is Tracy Chaddick, and he has set us up with a new studio here at the house. And uh, so, at any rate, I appreciate him for doing that. And this particular episode of Patriotic Pulpit, we're looking at what we simply are calling Satanism in America. Satanism is absolutely growing by leaps and bounds. And it really comes in the wake of the homosexual movement that was fostered by President Obama, and even fostered further than that back in the 1973 period in which we have really abortion taking place and we have a million babies a year being aborted. We live really in a hedonistic society but the sad thing about it is, in, in the wake of this homosexual movement, we have actually Satanism now having it almost have to be in your face. Everything has to be right up front, in your face, and they're going to make you agree with it. You're going to accept it. You're going to have to live with it or else. For example, the story that is featured today regards Target, and they are themselves featuring the LBGTQ materials. They've targeted even children, that is minors that are under their parents' parental supervision, but they're targeting children with Satan, uh, Satanist material as well as LGBTQ materials. And so that's what's taking place. Now the story comes right out of uh, Fox News and it tells, tells us about a man by the name of Eric Carnell, who's a Satanist designer who has inserted his materials into Target stores. He works for Abra Pellin, whose brand features occult imagery, messages like Satan respects pronouns on the brand apparel. Not only so, but they have slammed now Target because some of the pride products that would be homosexual materials, transgender materials products, which targeted even children have been moved toward the back of the store because there was such a backlash for the Christian from the Christian community against Target for the LGBTQ materials that they put out in a pronounced position right up front in the stores. And so they moved into the back. But now Eric Carnell, a Satanist designer, comes out and responds to this Christian response and American response against Target. So the first thing that we want to notice is Eric Carnell makes the comment. He says, he is criticizing Target for removing the materials and putting them in the back. I think it is interesting that this Satanist designer representing the Satanist people, actually they have to have everything, as I mentioned, in your face, right up front. They have to absolutely make you accept it or else. And that's really where they are. It's not about simply live and let live. Remember, it used to be live and let live and just allow us a place that we might have in America. Just allow us to have a room in the house. No more. No more. No, not at all. That's not the way it works. And it never has been their goal. Their goal is you accept it. You must have it. You must, you must not only accept it, but you must do obeisance to it. You must bow down to it. And that's the way it is. Carnell says, well, the Satanist people, we care about people. We're the ones who care about people. It's interesting, I thought, saying that as if Christians do not. You know, we've always cared, Eric Carnell, about the mentally ill, which is transgender crowd is. We've always cared about the mentally ill. Target had a bag previously that had on the racks, it said, cure transphobia. 
I think that would be like someone in a mental hospital escaping with a bag that says, everyone reading this is a phobic, you know, or everyone reading this has phobia. It's, it's just so over the top, outlandishly mentally ill, but Eric Carnell represents it. Furthermore, we care about people. No, we do care about people. What we don't care about are their policies, their belief system. That's exactly what we don't care about. So we love the people, but we don't love their system. We don't love their doctrine. We don't love that which they teach, that which they stand for. Here's something else interesting. Carnell made the comment. He said, well, Satan respects pride, passion, and liberty. Really? How about the liberty to reject Satanism? How about the liberty to step into Target and not have to be confronted with something that is Satanist right up front? How about that one? Satan loves all people? Really? Satan wants to drag everyone to hell for an eternal damnation. That's the biblical teaching. We'll talk about that in just a moment. Here's something else. The Bible teaches that Satan is a liar. He's been a murderer from the beginning, and he's a liar and the father of liars, John 8, 44. It is more than interesting that Carnell has adopted Satan as his father figure, for Satan is the father of all liars, so Carnell is a liar. Just like Satan said in the garden, has God said you should not eat of the fruit of the tree, of knowledge of good and evil? And he says that, and Satan went on to say, God knows that in the day that you eat thereof to Adam and Eve, or to Eve specifically, he knows that your eyes will be opened and you will be as God. No, that was a, that was a lie. And that was the worst lie. He's always been, Satan has, the father of liars. And so also Carnell adopting Satan has adopted the father of liars. So we can't believe him at all when he says, well, Satan respects passion, pride, and liberty. Carnell goes on to say, well, I don't really believe in Satan. Now, why does he say that? Why do Satanists say we adopt Satan as, as, our, as our God? We adopt Satan as, as the image that we want to follow, but they say, well, we don't believe in Satan at all. Well, because if they believe in Satan as a personality, as a real personality, that would mean they believe the Bible, but they don't want to believe the Bible. Because where do you find any teaching about Satan? The Bible. So if you believe in the reality of the personality of Satan, which I do, and the Bible teaches that there's a real personality, Satan, then you must believe the Bible. But Carnell doesn't want to give any credence to the Bible at all. He doesn't want to believe in the validity of the Bible. He doesn't want you to believe in the validity of the Bible either. But here's really the bottom line. And that is for Christians, it is, it is instructive for us to note that the Bible teaches, Colossians chapter 2, verse 15, that Christ has already conquered Satan. Here's the wording of the text in 2 and 15. Having despoiled the principalities and the powers, that is, stripped them of their power. Having stripped them of their power. So he's conquered Satan. So having despoiled the principalities and the powers, that's the phraseology the Bible uses for satanic forces, spiritual, dark spiritual forces, occult-like forces. So having despoiled the principalities and the powers, he made a show of them 
openly, that is, he displayed them openly, triumphing over them in it, that is, in the cross. When Christ died on the cross, not only did he take the Old Testament law and nail it to the cross, according to verse 14, but he also despoiled, stripped Satan of his powers. The only power that Satan has today is working through his emissaries, his evangelists, if I might even use that term, such as Eric Carnell. That's the only power that he has. Satan has no power whatsoever except through his messengers, such as Eric Carnell. And unfortunately, his messengers, such as the Target stores as well. That's why I don't go to Target. You don't need to go to Target either. We'll be back in a moment. Welcome back to the program. We have a very special guest today, and her name is Tamara Leach. Tamara is the organizer of the Canadian trucker protest last year that made international news, and she's really been at the heart of it. Uh, the great thing about her is that uh, she's a, a mother. I found out she's a grandmother. Uh, she's an, an organizer. I guess I guess you're a trucker as well, but um, at any rate, a, a proud Albertan. I'm out. Not a trucker. You're not a trucker, so you organize the truckers. Not, no, no I, I just know a lot of them. <laughs> Do you? Okay, well, very good. Well, but you're also facing a 10-year prison sentence trial this coming September. Is that correct? That is correct, yes. Uh, Chris Barber and I are facing trial on mischief charges commencing on September the 5th and wrapping up on October the 16th, which is which is quite incredible when you think about it. I, I'm not sure about what your your laws are down in America, but a mischief charge in Canada it would be akin to spray painting graffiti on the side of a building. So spray painting graffiti on the side of a building, a mischief charge, and they're threatening you with, with 10 years on that. Yes, sir, they are. Well, you know what? Now that you mentioned it, I don't know that I'm familiar with the laws here on that. I know that uh, everything has graffiti on it anymore, seemingly. So, um, but I don't think anybody's going to jail for it. That's uh, that seems pretty over the top to me. Yeah, there's definitely a considerable amount of overreach happening here, and 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 just all around nonsense. I mean, rapists and murderers seem to get bail easier than I do. I have no criminal record. I have no history of violence. I have never even been in Facebook jail before. So this is all <laughs> all pretty bizarre, you know? That is. Well, that's, you know what? I've been in Facebook jail many a time, but I'm just um, wondering this. And of course, that's the only jail I've been in, but be that as it may, how did you get involved in the national protest and organize it from the from the get-go? How did you get that going? Well, um, actually, it was Chris Barber and Bridget Belton. Uh, Bridget Belton is a trucker from Wallaceburg, Ontario, and Chris Barber is a trucker from Saskatchewan. He lives not too far from me, actually. And um, she'd had some problems crossing the border with the masking, and, and she's suffered trauma in the past and, and, and was not able to wear them. And she had some problems at the border. And at the same time, Chris Barber was becoming increasingly vocal on TikTok and his social media platforms about the trucker mandate that the Trudeau government was handing down. And so they connected and discussed things that they could do. Uh, Chris suggested a Canada-wide shutdown on the 23rd of January. Bridget 
suggested some slow rolls, maybe some convoys in the local area, possibly a convoy. So really what it turned into was a, a small collection of people with very similar ideas, all of us concerned about the direction our country was heading. The, the COVID-19 pandemic here and the draconian and tyrannical measures that we were dealt with, that we had to deal with were unprecedented and it was very dark times here. Well, so you wrote a book about it and really that's what you're wanting to promote. And I want uh, people to know that you have a book called Hold the Line, My Story from the Heart of the Freedom Convoy. And I, I don't have it in hand yet, but it looks it looks fascinating. And I, I tell you, because you've really inspired a lot of people here. I watched it, of course, on the news, as did many people. And I'm, I'm just happy to, to be able to talk to you about it. So uh, so after that, after that got going, then you had a lot of news coverage, but much of it was um, misinformation, disinformation from the mainstream media in Canada, as well as the United States. Is that correct? Yes. That is absolutely correct. And and that's one of the things that we exposed. I mean, that was, while we never intended to expose so many things, we certainly did. And the mainstream media corruption and collusion with the Liberal government here in Canada became very evident. The evidence that came out at the inquiry that we held in the fall into the invocation of the Emergencies Act actually proved, the evidence showed that the government and the media colluded before I even met Chris Barber in person to label us as terrorists and racists. Terrorists and racists for objecting to a vaccine mandate, which we know now is, is ineffective to say the least and was draconian, as you put it, to mandate it. And so you are the racist and you're the, the troublemaker on this one. That's that's absolutely incredible. And that, that you would be going to jail or possibility going to trial and jail time on the other end of it if you found guilty. That that seems to me, uh, it sounds like we're talking about communist China, doesn't it? Yeah, it sure does. And I'm not sure if you're paying attention to what's happening in Canada right now with our Chinese interference problem, but you know... <laughs> That, that uh, all, all fingers seem to be pointing to something just like that here, actually. Well, you know what? I haven't been paying attention to all of it going on in Canada. I have hard enough time keeping up with what's going on here in America because uh, we have, as you know, the same problems, the same draconian government, same socialistic stuff going on. And it seems it seems like it's uh, it's uh, it's almost like a, the dam is breaking and you can't keep up with it enough. And I don't know if that's how it feels that's up so there. Yeah, that's so true. And and I think that's one reason, you know, I'm really proud of this book. And, and and that's one reason why this story is not just applicable to Canada. You know, this if this can happen in Canada, the most peaceful and passive province on the planet, it can happen anywhere. Right, right. Now, you're a mother and a grandmother. How is your family uh, in, involved in all this? I mean, how are they taking this? Are they... I know they're all supportive of you. Obviously, that'd be the case, but I guess that puts everybody in a stress position. Well, they, my, my children especially have been amazing. You know, my daughters are all adults now. My youngest is 20 years old. You know, she's had some problems, I guess. You know, I'll tell you a quick story. She moved actually out to Ottawa last fall to go to university, and I, w I kept, you know, asking her, you know, if I could come with her, I didn't want her driving out there by herself and I wanted to help her move. And she kept kind of brushing me off and I wasn't sure why. And then it hit me. 
my 20 year old daughter was afraid to be seen with me and have photos taken, you know, because she'll be doxxed and harassed. So that, that was a bit of a bitter pill to swallow, you know, um, my other daughters are extremely supportive. My, my oldest daughter is quite left leaning actually, but you know, she may not, she may not a hundred percent understand or support what we did, but she certainly supports me. And then there's my husband, you know, that has just been a, a rock through this whole thing. Um, when we went out to get arrested, myself and uh, myself and Danny Bulford went out in Ottawa to present ourselves to police because Chris Barber had been arrested and we were pretty sure they were going to come after us too. And, you know, we left the hotel to go out and find, you know, the police because we simply just didn't want our spouses to see that happen. I, I couldn't imagine. Honestly, I think this is probably harder on those people around me. You know, I'm very strong and I'm very resilient. And, um, but you know, it's the people around me too that have to watch this happen. You know, I, I've thought about that. Uh, and you are a strong woman. I mean, hold the line and uh, the, the fact that you're in the center of it. I just think that's, uh, that's an incredible story. And I'm sorry that it has such fallout for your family, uh, Tamara. I just, I know that's, uh, am I saying your name correctly, by the way? Yes, you are. Okay. Okay. I make sure <laughs> I make sure. Now, you know what? Um, also, I, I was just, I thought this was interesting that one of the things that they would say about you is that, uh, or, or the movement, the trucker freedom convoy was that it was inspired by Russian agents. And I thought, uh, that sounds like, that sounds like Hillary Clinton here in the United States is, is behind the makeup of the, the behind the scenes stuff. I mean, it's just like, they, they're not very inventive. They come up with the same thing all the time. Russian information. That's so true. Well, first, their first go-to is to call you a racist. Uh, and then in that, when that doesn't work, they try to tell you that, or try to say that you've been infiltrated by the Russians. I mean, it's hilarious. And, and we saw this playbook, of course, happen uh, in your elections with President Trump. And right. uh I'm still shocked that that even happened. And I'm not sure, like, was anybody ever even charged with that? Like, I mean, that was a complete bold-faced lie. The millions of, of your taxpayers' dollars that got spent on that fake investigation is just, it's just stunning. It is stunning. You know what, uh, Tamara, that is, um, that's one of the things that I, I'm so concerned about that tells us where we are because no one's been held accountable. No one has been prosecuted, even though the election was stolen. We know the F we know the FBI was involved in it and doing downfield blocking and putting out misinformation from government agencies. So, I mean, so that's that's the sad thing. So that's what makes me afraid for what's going on in Canada because it's already here also and it's and it's been building this way for a long time. So, you know, the media should be exposing government exposing uh, malfeasance in government instead of colluding with government and i think so that's true. what they've done yeah but, yeah well here in canada a lot of our mainstream media gets money from the government so you're not going to bite the hand that feeds you now are you and and we noticed this drastic change well when they announced a few years ago that they were going to start um, funding some of the some of the mainstream media here we all saw the writing on the wall you know, and um, and and they sure did. You know that the reporting that was done on the ground from mainstream media, CT or CBC News was a block away from the po protest, and those guys couldn't even be bothered to leave their offices. 
they probably had to walk farther to their vehicles to go home than they did to come to the protest. Now, you know what? There's so much collusion and so much um, ugliness going on with it behind the scenes. And I just so, OK, before we move on too far, I want to find out how can we help you, Tamara, in, in the upcoming trial that you have and what you have going on? How can we help you from America? Well, I, I'm very blessed. There's some charitable organizations up here, the, the civil liberties groups, actually. My my criminal defense is being funded by the Democracy Fund. And Chris Barber's criminal defense is being fun, funded by the JCCF for the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms here in Canada. Uh, and they will gratefully take donations to, help, to assist. It's, it, you can find their websites very easily. So, you know, and, and that's the thing, without the help of organizations like this, I mean, this is where we're at now. I can't even tell you how many times we've already been to court and wasted a bunch of time and money. You know, it's it's lawfare. We call it lawfare up here where they mm. just keep hammering at you. It's no wonder that so yeah. many people take a plea and and continue on with their life because... You know, there's no way I could afford this. I lost my job last summer. I was rearrested in the summer on an alleged breach allegation, and you know, I lost my job. So, thank goodness for organizations like these. So, how do we get in touch with those organizations? Uh, tell us again those names. Uh, the Democracy Fund okay. is the one that's funding me. Okay. And then the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms is funding not only Chris Barber's. Uh, defense, defense, but also criminal defense. Also, we we're facing a four hundred and six million dollar lawsuit from an ambulance chasing lawyer in Ottawa um, for nuisance. Four hundred and six so, million dollars. Yes, this is incredible. Are you getting like, a lot of international support? Well, I've had. I mean, we've had. I've had letters and cards from people all over the world. Like. So, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's unbelievable and surreal, you know, what they're trying to do to, to those of us that were involved for like, clearly the most peaceful and polite protest of all time. I mean, I sat here and watched the Black Lives Matter protests and right. I watched the Chaz Chop Autonomous Zone, you know, both of those organizations where there was, uh, you know, fires and looting and, and violence you know, they got all their GoFundMe money. Nobody shut right. them down. We didn't even graffiti a wall. We were feeding the homeless. The crime rate in Ottawa went down. The streets were never cleaner, you know, right. and, and here we are. It's, it's nonsensical. It is nonsensical. You know, the other side burns things, destroys public property, destroys police stations, Yep. And that was going on. They've taken over Portland, as you mentioned, the Chaz movement, and they trashed the entire city. And yet, a peaceful protest with truckers. So, um, you know, one other thing I, I noticed uh, reading the notes that I received regarding uh, your case is uh, this: the com the Justice Commissioner uh, Rulo, is that his name? Yes, sir. Now he now he said that. Um, he said that they've found everything that I guess Trudeau had done, acted correctly and uh, had met the threshold for uh, invoking an emergency act. Is that, is that, am I stating that correctly? Well, these are typically the findings. This is what happens when you hire your friends to investigate you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, 
You know what? Uh, I, I also want to ask, now, how do people get your book? T tell people how to get your book. Hold the Line is the name of the book. Yes, you can find the book on, at, it, the website is called theconvoybook.com, theconvoybook.com, and it's also available on Amazon. Okay, so it's on Amazon, it's Hold and again, the Line. I, I was just going to say, you know, it's, it's such, yes, and it's such, it's, like I said, it's such an important story, not just for Canada, but, you know, for all, for everywhere, because if this can happen here, it can happen anywhere. You know, Tamara, it's happening here in America uh, you're an example to us. You're inspiring to us because you are exactly what we're facing as well. And so I think you're an icon for conservative and for freedom and for liberty. And I, I appreciate you. And I think you're an icon for those things. And I, I thank you so much for taking time to tell your story today. And uh, I hope people buy your book, support you. Uh, and uh, anything else that we can put out here for you at this time? Well, you know, I just want to say one last thing, if I may. Sure. I um, I just want to say, you know, I grew up in my whole lifetime. I've been fascinated watching Americans and their patriotism for their flag and for their country. And and uh, for me, the convoy and and the the unification that happened across our country and the support that we received was probably the closest thing that I will ever feel to that. And and um, it was an amazing experience. You know, I know you wouldn't trade it for anything because uh, you're right in the center of the eye of the storm. And uh, that's really great. And we just we thank you so much for your courage and your bravery and your patriotism, Tamara. Thank you so much, Bill. You bet. Well, listen, we'll have to have you back sometime and find out uh, as you get closer to the trial date and hope people support you. Thank you so much for taking time to be here today. Thank you. Have a great day. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. This is interesting. The Washington Times carries an article published a day ago, as of the time of this recording, regarding Arnold Schwarzenegger, who rejects heaven as some fantasy. And here's how the article reads. During the interview, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger makes this comment. He said, it reminds me of Howard Stern's question to me, where Stern said to him, tell me, Governor, what happens to us when we die? I said, nothing. You're six feet under. And anyone that tells you something else is a liar. And he used an expletive in that particular sentence. He was being co-interviewed along with Danny DeVito, a man with whom he appeared in the movies. And DeVito made a comment also said, after we die, he said, we simply deteriorate. That is referring to our physical body. And then the bodybuilder came in and said, only in some fantasy does someone go to heaven. So Schwarzenegger just plainly denies the existence of heaven. But I I want us to think about that. Let's just do a little cross-examination of the former governor for just a moment. Number one, a denial of heaven is a denial of God. Denial of heaven and the existence of heaven is a denial of God's existence. He basically denies God. Why is that the case? Well, Jesus himself said in John 14, verses 1 through 3, Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And I go now to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again, receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Not only so, but Colossians chapter 1, verses 5 and 6 tells us, the hope which is laid up for you in the heavens. Heaven is a place of hope. That is where our anchor of our hope lies. How about this one? Matthew chapter 5 and verse 12, where our Lord tells us, Rejoice and be exceedingly grateful, for
for your reward is in heaven. Or in the Lord's Prayer, Matthew 6 and verse 19, our Father who art in heaven. Matthew chapter 19, verse 21, our treasure is laid up in heaven. So basically, Schwarzenegger not only denies the existence of heaven, he denies the existence of God because heaven is the place where God resides. Not only that, but he denies the very basis of Christianity and the basis of theism completely. But more than that even, number two, notice this, that Schwarzenegger, a Republican, denies basically, and the very basis, I should say, the foundation of the Republican Party platform. The Republican Party platform posits the idea that God exists and that our rights come from God. That's, that's the very basis from which it operates. And so Arnold Schwarzenegger, more like a Democrat, not only more like it, he is exactly a Democrat wearing Republican garment. I don't know whether he's changed parties or not, but you deny heaven, you deny God, and you've denied basically the Republican Party platform. But that's not so important as this one. And that is, he is denying that liberties and rights come from God. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, if your rights do not derive from God, then from whence do they come? Where do they come from? Well, I'll tell you, they come from government. And what government gives, government can take away. If government can give and define what are your rights, what rights you have, then government can circumscribe those rights. Government can control those rights. Government can show us what rights they want us to have. It can remove rights. It can remove all the things that you think are near and hold into your heart. That's exactly what Schwarzenegger denies. He denies that our rights come from God. Listen to this. The founding of America, the founding document of America, not the Constitution, but the Declaration of Independence upon which the Constitution itself is based, because it's in the United States Code, and it is the basis of which our founders, upon which our founders operated when they constructed a government. The Declaration of Independence tells us very plainly, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal and are endowed by their Creator with certain inalienable rights. And then among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. Jefferson went on to say that when a government transgresses those rights, it is the right of men to alter or to abolish the government that is there to protect the rights that God gave you. So the very, the very fundamental, the, the probably the, the basic fundamental concept of Americanism is that our rights come from God and that governments are only instituted to protect those rights. That's all. So if Arnold Schwarzenegger denies heaven, he denies God, he denies the existence of God, he denies the Republican Party platform, the party of which he's a member, he denies that our rights and liberties come from God, what is he left with? Well, he's left with things such as the United Nations. The United Nations has a Declaration of Rights. And in their Declaration of Rights, they make comments pertaining to how they circumscribe to control what men do. That is, as is given to them or given to us by this governing body. And that's the way that the 
United Nations Declaration of Rights continues to read. Do you know who else it sounds like? Every communist, every socialist that has ever existed, that has ever ruled in the world, they begin exactly where Schwarzenegger begins. And that is that there is no God that rights are given to us, are given to you by the government itself and the government that can give, the government can take away. Now that's exactly where Schwarzenegger is. How in the world can he claim to be a Republican at all? But there's even more than that. I want you to notice something else. He denies even rationality. And I want you to think about this one for a moment. It's so interesting that atheists from the Richard Dawkinses and the Sam Harrises of the world, and now Arnold Schwarzenegger also, denying the reality of heaven, denying the reality of God, they deny the very law of rationality. Why would that be the case? The law of rationality says that we are going to draw only the conclusions that are warranted by the evidence. That's all the, that's all the conclusions that we're going to draw. We're going to draw only the conclusions that are warranted by evidence. That is, it's a thinking process that men go through. And we draw those conclusions with rational thinking. That is, we're able to put ideas together. However, if you deny God's existence, the only thing that you have, the only thing that remains is matter in motion. Matter such as a bowl full of jelly, in motion, electrical impulses that are running through it, bowl full of jelly. You might wiggle it, and the electrical impulses might spit out. Can you, can you say that those electrical impulses lead you to true conclusions, to just conclusions, to right conclusions? No. No, if you want to change someone's mind, it wouldn't be about reasoning with them, using rational thinking, rational debating, it would be simply knocking someone on the head. Perhaps that's what Schwarzenegger wants to do. I mean, he's the Terminator after all. That's all he's left with. He has nothing else. So the point is, why would you, why would you trust any conclusion that comes out of your mind when your mind, and I described a bowl full of jelly with electrical impulses running through it, that's someone's brain. That's all that he has. Why would you trust any conclusion that comes out of that? So Schwarzenegger, not only leaving the Republican Party in principle, he leaves Americanism in principle. He leaves God. He leaves heaven. He even, and this is what happens when people reject God. They reject their own rational thinking. Well, you know, I've always wanted to do this. And that is simply to say to Arnold Schwarzenegger, he might ask who I am. I say, well, I'm the party pooper. We'll be back in a moment. Before we go today, I want, to, I want to mention a few other things regarding Schwarzenegger's denial of heaven, denial of God, denial of the certain inalienable rights that we have. And I think it's important to note because when a person denies God, when a person denies heaven, as Schwarzenegger has done, the denial of God, the denial of God-given rights, then there are so many ramifications that that atheism carries. So what are some of those ramifications? Well, number one, he denies self-government. That is, that people have the right to govern themselves. Why would, why would we even need, and why would we insist that we have a right to self-government if indeed 
there is no God, there would be no right and wrong, there would be no morality, there's no immorality, everything is just is. Why would we have the right to keep and bear arms? Why would we have a right to own and dispose property? You know, the Bible gives us the right to own property. Thou shalt not steal assumes that people have private property. Why would we have that? Why would the government not simply confiscate, dole out what they want people to have and not have? Why would that not be the case? If an atheistic position is true, as Schwarzenegger has indicated he believes, and little DeVito, then why not? Why would we have freedom of conscience and freedom of speech to express what we believe to be the case? Why would we have freedom of to make personal choices? Why would it not be right for a government to come in and simply make those choices for individuals? How about the right to assemble or the right to petition a government? How about the right for a free press? You know, we don't have much of a free press as we have known it in the past, except now really on alternate media. Why would we even, why would one insist on having free press? And why would one insist upon enjoying the fruits of one's labor? Why would we even want to have that? Why would we say that would be essential for a person to have? How about improving our position in life through the fruit of our labor, through bartering, through choosing, through working and laboring? Why would that be something that would be a freedom that we would have? It's interesting to think that the Constitution, how the founders crafted it, basically is a thou shalt not system to the government telling the government only these powers can you do because the people own these rights. These are the rights that we're listing that people actually inalienably have. That is from God, inalienable rights. That is by our nature. And that's exactly what we have. That's what the government the government simply designed to protect those rights. And that's all. Why would we have the right to explore natural resources? Of course, the government doesn't want us to do that any longer because they basically take Schwarzenegger's position. This is why Schwarzenegger was not a good governor in California, why he was so liberal, because he didn't begin at the right place. He's not going to end in the right place. How about personal security? How about to provide for your own necessities of life, your food, your water, your clothing, your shelter? How about the right to work and earn money to make property and so forth. How about the right to a fair trial? Many governments in history have removed those rights and have not given to men those rights. And that's exactly where we're headed in this country, looks like, if you follow what's going on with Donald Trump, for example, as compared to what's going on with Joe Biden. You know very well we don't have free trial. We don't have, we don't have an even-handed justice system at all. How about right to freely associate. What's going on in, for example, China? China, whose governing principles agree with Arnold Schwarzenegger. What's happening there? Well, they'll tell you how many children to have. They will tell you where to live. They will tell you who to marry, whom you cannot marry. They will tell you everything that you need to do. They'll tell you how many hours that you need to work during the, during the week, during the day what you can make, what you're not going to make. In the educational system, they will track you in one direction or the other. They don't let you worship. And why not? Why, why would that be wrong in Schwarzenegger's worldview to disallow people to worship as they believe they need to do?
How about the right to a free contract? All of these things and more also are completely gone if Schwarzenegger is right and if the Richard Dawkins, Sam Harris's, and other atheists and the atheistic professors that, that occupy the university level professorships, if they're all right in the world of academia that there is no God, then all of these things would have to follow. And actually, they are predominant in the viewpoint nowadays, seemingly at least. At least they have the microphone, not this one, but they have the microphone for the country. And that's what's happening in our country. That's why we're losing our liberties as quickly as we can talk about them. So I wanted, before we conclude for the day, to mention that you can follow this podcast. This is on Amazon Music. That's an, it's an app that you can have on your phone, on your computer, Amazon Music, and you can find it at Patriotic Pulpit. Patriotic Pulpit, and that is the app Amazon Music. It's also on Spotify app as well. Not only so, but you can go to the News Talk 1290 website, the radio show that this is, is broadcast at News Talk 1290. That's out of Wichita Falls, Texas. It also airs in Lubbock and in Abilene as well. So that's the radio show. That's the podcast, Patriotic Pulpit. You can find it on those apps. And also, I have a pulpit that I preach from in the Churches of Christ. And so you can find, now I have advertised it as iowaparkcoc.org, but you can find it better to go to Bible Studies with Bill Lockwood.org. Bible Studies with Bill Lockwood.org. And you can find all of my sermons. You can find the classes that I teach there. I'm teaching a class on Revelation right now at the Iowa Park Church of Christ in Iowa Park, Texas. So that's how you can find me. Now, one other resource, and that is American Liberty with Bill Lockwood. That's the name of the show that we used to call it. I have a website that is called American Liberty with Bill Lockwood. There's a donate button there. If you want to, if you care to, you may donate to the program, support what we do here. So that's how you can get hold of me. That's how you can get hold of uh, the church. And if you want to write a note, that's fine. Positive or negative, doesn't matter to me. And if uh, Arnie wants to say anything, happy to have him anytime. 